chance to I feel better. Yeah, but but it might not even be okay. So if no one throws at you, what if you just in the field and you just take one? Oh, that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's, that's a, I mean, that's like if you pitch and someone hits a line drive straight to your face. No, see, that's 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 what I'm talking about. I gotta I gotta rush the mound. If it's if it's like you no, say, no, if, like Ross, I'm saying, what if you are the pitcher and you get hit in the face? Like it's no one's fault. Oh, in the, oh, in the ball. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, but that's in the field to play. What I just don't like is purposely. When the pitcher throws the ball at the batter, everything else I, I could take because it, it comes with the game. They're throwing it at him for a reason. No one's ever th- if if you get hit with one in the face, everyone know. Oh no, no, the face is off limits. Yeah, that's, no. that's why I, you can't you can't aim at the head. If you're being someone, you got to do it like in the back or the butt or something like that. Um, taking out of context, that last audio bite could be used. Again. But you don't I just see it anytime. Like I can see, it's terrible. Like the 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 awful leg injury from UFC last weekend. Oof. That was that was that was ugly. There's something about that. Like the the leg injury, it's awful. The break. That's like I want to see it, but like I can see it and be like, oof. And then I can go to bed. There's something about seeing the head injury that nah, like make ma- like you like that. that you see, I I know I know that I'm probably in the minority, but seeing a baseball, ninety eight to the face or the head, like that's what I'm like this. They might, they might well, die. In the situation of those two athletes, that leg break, I, I had a little, not too much, but a little bit of throw up in my mouth. Because I was watching it live, and it's like, that oh, that quick. thing was wiggling like a little oh, Twizzler. Yeah. And I was like, wait. It was dangling. Did this happen against uh, Silva against him? There's something about those, those like calf, those, the shin kicks, man. You can't see what? I don't. I don't know why. Why do. I don't know why. Like, if you're a fighter, how do you? Do you just? Do you ever like bump your shin in like the coffee it table? It hurts bad. I feel like if you are a fighter, you have to do it ten, twenty times a day to like build up callus and like build your shins up because if they give out, forget about it. I mean, part of the reason Poirier knocked out McGregor is he started going with the shin kicks yeah. early and getting them, and then suddenly. That hurts, bro. Now, see, and then if I'm boom, a fighter, boom. I'm scared of that bone breaking because you know you got some guys like I got a, I got thick legs, Scott. So if you swinging that you swing that tibula too hard against my leg, it's gonna break. Got to be able to block it, but the ones that seem to master it, they utilize it well. Um, see, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why Lou Kane is really gifted. He's always been able to use his legs without without anything. Mortal Kombat, huh? Yes, uh, magical, magical guy. I'm Street Fighter. Are you straight? Always have been. Now, look, I I respect the cultural phenomenon that's Mortal Kombat because, like, we're talking about something else from the '90s before you came on the air. Mortal Kombat was such a big cultural phenomenon. Street Fighter was too, but Mortal Kombat sort of it was just the blood and the fatalities. Like as a traditional fight game, the early version it wasn't as good as Street Fighter, but people were like. Whoa! Look at this blood, and and parents flipped out. Which I I think it was more the storyline. I get why. Well, Street Fighter, I can't necessarily remember the plot and the storyline, but like you I'm said, talking the about, fighting. are you talking about the movie or the game? The both, because okay. I feel like the that's why were, it's more yeah. of a, a a cultural phenomenon because of the game plus the movies oh, sure. and the, the storyline of the characters. It's just like movies. Movies help big time. I mean, Street Fighter is a horrendously awful movie. In the '90s, Mortal Kombat movie was whew. was campy, but it was it was it was good. great. It's a, a a cult yeah. classic. Lynn's sitting there ripping on it. It's like. You, in, in 95, the guy didn't have much of a budget and just was <laughs> just like... catch up. <laughs> yeah, but, he, but it, was, it was honest about what it was. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't play as much Mortal Kombat, but I appreciate, you know, its place in in pop culture. It's just again the nineties, man. And it's yeah. bigger. It's it's more of like Extreme Fighter's big, obviously, but it's bigger in in Japan. Yeah. Whereas Mortal Kombat's not as big. You Correct. Know? I mean, no, when I was younger, I mean, in high school, I, I owned these old VHSs of this Street Fighter animated series that came on in, like, China and Korea and Japan, and I would watch it. Now, it was dubbed over, and it's not like watching a, something that's not animated where, you know, I can watch an anime. There's anim- only so much of the dub you can I can watch, watch. An, animated mo- an animated show or movie where it's dubbed in English, but if it's, like, a, a, a real, like, not non-animation, just humans... Give me the subtitles. I right. don't want to see someone, you know, moving their mouth and saying, I, I can't do that. I'll read if it's that, but if it's anime. Anyway, I don't know how we got here. The 90s. But but um <laughs> but speaking of Street Fighter, of the of the of the most likely top ten picks, who would who would win in a fight? Who's walking out of there? If there was a if it was a Mortal Kombat fighting style tournament, what likely pick is getting out of there? I'm I'm taking Kyle Pitts. I'm. I just. I feel like he's the. You say top ten picks. I feel like he's the man child. Him, or um the the offensive tackle out of Oregon. He he's kind of just built just for tough. That kid. What man? Offensive tackle out of Northwestern. You've seen that dude, Rashawn Slater, hitting the trees. Is that the one hitting the hitting guy the- with the sunglasses <laughs> doing the bit? No, he's got. If there was a video game character in a fight game of all these. I think you'd probably put Trevor Lawrence in there just because of the hair. You got to have like yeah, he's, pretty he's boy, like, tall. Who could take downs? Yeah, submissions. Yeah. And it's your Johnny Cage <laughs> style, right? That's your kin. But Slater, man, you know, you want to. I mean, E Honda somehow mixed with Balrog and just bring it. I, th- I think. I think I'd roll. I think I'd roll with Slater. You got to go with offensive line just because and they, that's it. He, that could just be his name in the game, like in the fight game. No one's awesome gonna be like, name. "Oh, I'm gonna take Trevor." No, no he has to change no, his name. No. But if you're like, "Dude, I'm fighting with Slater," now we're talking. No, that's an awesome. No one's like, "I'm name. gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna select Panay or Sewell." <laughs> no, you now you sound like you're just getting some kind of Italian dish. No, you're not. You're not doing that. You know, I'm gonna get Jamar. You can't be. Your name can't be Chase in a fight game because then it seems like you want to run away. No, Slater Slater wins. Now, Pitts, that's good. I mean, I think that's a good fight game. So Slater versus Pitts, that's that's definitely – they're meeting in the yeah, championship nah, nah, yeah, of that's, the, of that's the a, tournament yes. on Fight Island. They're fighting for the universe. <laughs> <laughs> it's versus Slater. ESPN 1420.com. I'm Scott Prather. That is Norman Locke. Your weather forecast today from the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab and Daniel Phillips. Cloudy, breezy, 10% chance of showers a high of 85. We got a lot to get into today, everybody. Be safe out there on the road this morning. Uh, vehicle accident being reported um, at mile marker 93, I-10 eastbound. So be safe, be careful. A road hazard being reported on Surrey Street and Southeast of Angeland, just as of a couple of minutes ago. All right, when we come back, we are going to dig into... Top 10 picks in the draft. We've decided who we'd select if it was a fight tournament. But up next, we're going to draft our top 10. We're going to keep tabs on it. And next week, we'll um, remind each other how wrong we were. Because mock drafts, if they're anything, they are built to fail. Great Scott Show continues right after this. It's ESPN 1420.com.
and ESP20.com. If you are listening via the web and our um, on your mobile device, mobile app, desktop, connected car, smart speakers, all that is brought to you by Sean Pons Marketing the Oil Center. Sean Pons going the extra mile. It's the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. That is Norman Locke. NFL draft is tonight. Phone lines are open as well at 269-1077. You can tweet the show at ESPN1420. Kind of nerded out a little bit last segment. I make no apologies bit. for it at all. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do our let's do our top ten mock drafts. All right. With Let's the first, I think, can we just, do we agree on pick one and two? Yeah, I'm with right. you on that one. That's All right, so we both we both say Trevor Lawrence is going one and Zach Wilson is going two. Yeah. So, with the third pick in the NFL draft, and just so you know, I've already got my list, so you don't think I'm... I can't I'm, see it. Okay, good, yeah. I just want everyone <laughs> to know we're not... If, it, if anything, I would like to think everyone knows we do not try to agree here. No, no. So I don't know what is on his list. Number With the third pick in the NFL draft, San Francisco, 49ers select. Trey Lance out of, is it North Dakota? That's North Dakota State. North Dakota State, Once Trey a Lance. Bison, always a bison. M. Bison. Yes. See. All right, let me get back. Nope, not going to do it. All right. <laughs> um, I have that as well. Okay. I have Trey Lance as well. Um, I just feel like as the early the reports coming out today of trying to move Jimmy Garoppolo all week, Shanahan came out and said, I don't know who's going to be alive come Sunday. If your coach comes and says that about you and the rest of your team, is like, Kyle, you know I'm going to be alive. Knock on wood. The writing's on the wall. Yeah, dude, I mean, <laughs> Shanahan just went total Mortal Kombat endgame on that. I can't guarantee that if you – is that a threat? Are you threatening <laughs> us? Like, what? We're not going to be alive? You could easily be like – he could have easily just said, well, you know, we, we consider everything here, you know. So there is no player. You know, obviously we love Jimmy. We love George. He's, you know, we love all our guys. But no one is bigger than the game. And so we're always listening to everyone. But, you know, what we anticipate right now, guys, what we're, what we're focused on right now is really just this draft. And the, we, we feel like we have a great opportunity as an organization, especially at three overall. We're good, we feel good where we are. Yeah, but Kyle, uh, what about Jimmy? Look, Jimmy's a great guy, you know, as as John said, he's a pro, but we're focused on the draft, right? And you just do that enough to where they give up. Scott, have you worked for a department? No, NFL I've just department? heard way too many press conferences <laughs> in my life. I know the game, man. All right. Uh okay, so all right. We agree on that one. Let me let me let me throw let me throw a wild card in here. Okay. What's interesting to me about the Niners at three is they moved up to obviously get a quarterback. And then it, all the reports were Lance or Jones. Correct. If it's Lance, it's still a, a, a project. It's still, okay, it's going to take some time to groom him. So then why would you trade Jimmy G? Why would he be in trade talks if, if the like, it, it seems like you would want Jimmy G for one more year if it is Lance. Another wild card, I used to, so before, before this week, I kept saying the draft really starts at four with Atlanta, but I, I don't feel that way anymore. I think it starts at three. When they went to see Justin Fields' second pro day, mm-hmm. that's when a lot of the reports from the Rappaports, the McShays, um, went from Lance or Jones to, well, you know, all five guys they're looking at. We know two of those five aren't there. So now why are they bringing Fields into it? And why are they being so coy with it considering 
you don't need to be coy when everyone already knows who one and two are. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think there is there's a lot of intrigue and there's a lot of the draft starts at three. I, I, I like Lance Jones or Fields. Everyone's kind of throwing Fields. No way he goes three. Once they went to that second pro day is when the narrative began to change out of San Francisco. Now that could all just be by design, but I if it's if it's anyone other than those three, I'm a surprise. If it's any of those three, I'm not surprised. Yeah, and <clears throat> when uh, Kyle came out and said that they've been doing their homework on five prospects, that's when I started trying to figure out who the uh, who is the other two because we know who three of the five are guaranteed. Yeah, and so the reports, like you said. Y'all are saying y'all are out on one of these three quarterbacks. So who are the other two that you are even willing to take at the three spot? Okay, let's just throw in Kyle Pitts, even though that would be the wildest. Be pretty crazy. It'd be pretty crazy. But imagine what Kyle Shanahan would do with him and George Kittle in an offense. Be be upset because you still got Jimmy G behind the wheel. So got you to a Super Bowl though. A couple years ago, two years ago, and so, then last year they were all allegedly. No, no, they were. They, they got. I mean, I, it, it's it's fascinating. And then the other thing that's worth noting is that McShay has reported Niners, the scouting department, and John Lynch isn't a Came scout out and he's gave the, out all these stats. About he's, the, he's the GM, but six hundred players. He's oh yeah, geez, that one. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But my point is, like Lynch being a former player, like you know, in his mind, he thinks he has a good eye for talent, and he might, he might not. I don't know. But the scouting department, my point is, Lynch is a is not a, a a math GM guy. He's more of a player GM guy. Correct. This the, the, McShay saying the scouting department in San Francisco they all want Trey Lance, but Shanahan kind of likes a Mac Jones prototype more. Now you've got so the scouting department's like you need to to draft this guy because his ceiling is that much higher. Now this was two weeks ago before the whole five guys thing, but it's kind of like, I, I don't, did they know what they're going to do tonight? And if John Lynch was just in a Mickey Loomis situation where we know Mickey's not saying we're, we're going to draft this guy. He's saying, Sean, tell me, tell us who you want, right? Like speak to us, guru. Is that the case in San Francisco? Does, well, does, 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 does Shanahan have the autonomy or does Lynch, who's a, a football type guy and, and a, I think a Hall of Famer is he thinking I'm kind of with the scouts on this one and I get final say. I think it comes down to what you started off with is what happens with Jimmy G. If they're able to move Jimmy G, let's say for a second round pick or a third round pick to the Patriots, then I think they might lean with a Mac Jones uh, instant type starter. But if they aren't able to move Jimmy G, I think they take the project with a Trey Lance and see if they can try to move Jimmy G before the trade deadline or at the end of the season. So, I, like you said, I, I don't know what they think they're going to do. I think Mac Jones will end up being the best backup quarterback in this draft. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say I, I got like my money. Mac. I've been, I yeah, like I've been, a, I've been a Mac Jones fan, but I've been a Mac Jones fan if he was to fall at the end of the first round. I was saying if he fell to a Bill, a Saints, a team, a good team with talent that's just missing or needed some youth at the quarterback position. I don't think he could just go into a franchise and be the savior. No, but but the Niners are. I feel like they're different than a lot. Like when I look at the teams drafted in the top ten. Dallas is right on the edge, and I'm not going to make a Cowboys joke. So I'll, I'll, let's say the top nine. 
Miami and the Niners, I look at very differently than the other franchises. The Niners, because again, I'll throw, I'll throw Denver in there. The, the, the Niners were in the Super Bowl two years ago. They had so many injuries last year. And I do think Kyle Shanahan, as much as I don't like the Niners and much as I've never rooted for Shanahan because he used to be the OC in Atlanta, I can respect how good of an offensive mind he is. And I think he would do very well with a quarterback. It's like, it's kind of like, like if Zach, we were talking about this last week, quarterback most likely to bust. It's going to be a first round pick. I was saying Zach Wilson, but it was more about the Jets. And you said, what if the Niners took him? I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Zach Wilson. So the, to me, it starts at three. At four, and look, it's your mock draft, Norm. If you want to create trades, go ahead. Atlanta, where are they going? I feel like Atlanta gets rid of Julio Jones. They find a trade partner, but they need to replace the talent. So they go Kyle Pitts at four, and they take the pressure off Jared Jones and the Cowboys at ten. All right. Unfortunately, we've, we've got the same four so far. It's, it's mapping out. We At least we're not coming like uh, Chris Sims saying Justin Fields going to go 32nd to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why would you even, like, bring up his name? Because <laughs> 32nd to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Justin Fields. Oh, so he, so the Saints just going to let him slide? All right, Chris. <laughs> like, come on, stop Sims it. Sims is, is the absolute worst. Like, stop it. If uh, Justin Fields was to ever slide that far, Sean Payton would throw a fit as he's ringing up to give the card to draft Justin Fields. And you think they're going to, you think Sean would let him end up in Tampa Bay? That's what I'm more upset. Not even ex- upset that he got him last into 32. Because Lamar, Jack- Lamar Jackson fell. So it could happen. But to, to say that Sean Payton would let him go to the Bucks, that's where I have the problem at with, with, with Sims. All right. Let's go one more to five. It's the Bengals. They never trade. It doesn't happen. They are one of the easier teams to project each draft in regards to what they're going to do. Uh, it's Panay Sewell, O-Tackle, Oregon. Desperately needed an upgrade there. I know there's some Jamar Chase whispers, and A.J. Green's gone, and even if he wasn't gone, he's he's not the player he used to be, but um, I think they got to go Sewell, and I think you have to protect your number one investment, which is Joe Burrow. And I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. All right. Unfortunately, Norm and I are, are, I, I'm are together through five. I mean, they, they better take the offensive lineman because if they don't, it's going to be trouble. I, I like Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase can't protect Joe Burrow. And they have T. Higgins, who's a stud. They have Tyler Boyd, who's been pretty good to this far. I'm telling you, the Bengals, if they had a good offensive line, they could win some games, man. All right, 269-1077. We said phone lines are open. We'll give our picks 6 through 10 of our mock drafts, which are sure to fail. Or are they too big to fail? We'll <laughs> find out to tonight. ESPN1420.com. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning. Good morning, Josh. You know, I got to say, I'm kind of excited that you guys are agreeing on something because Not I feel me. like this throws... No, but listen, it throws an it's anomaly only been five in it. Like it's like y'all are throwing off the rifts of time, so it's going to make the draft exciting because <laughs> it, it takes a whole lot for you guys to agree. That's like the equivalency of the Saints drafting Trevor Lawrence at 28. That just doesn't happen. So the fact that you guys are agreeing is only going to be good for the Saints because something crazy is going to happen. But the reason why I called was, you know, I was looking at this little article about NFL players 
sons who are in the draft, guys who are in the NFL and their sons are now. And everyone's looking at J.C. Horn to come to the Saints. But what if the Saints drafted a cornerback in the later rounds by the name of Elijah Molden? Did you hear about that guy? Alex Molden's kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won't be as big of a bust as old daddy at number 11 with the Saints. Because I think, geez. from what I've seen tape on this guy, he's not bad. He's actually pretty good. I mean, do you think there's a chance the Saints take that guy not in the at later tw- rounds? Not, not at, yeah, yes, yes. Not at 28, but yeah, sure. No, I mean, no, 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 you no. Know. I mean, yeah, later in, rounds. And in, in, in it would, you know what, it would... Alex Alex was a good guy that was an slightly I would say he was an average corner, right? He pro, he he played more like a fourth round pick, but Mike Ditka, you know, took him instead of Eddie George and so when you're a first round pick, you're graded on a curve. He handled it like a pro, but he just was was like, you know, PJ Williams, but like with a, you know, just very uh, I would feel bad for the I'm kid never, because through no fault of his own, everyone would just talk about his dad and bring up, oh, remember how much you sucked? And he didn't suck. He just wasn't, you know, first round worthy. And that would be like the whole story around him. And even if he played really good for the Saints, they'd be like, well, at least he's not his dad. Like, he can't escape it. So, like, I don't want <laughs> yeah. that. I don't want that for yeah. him. And, and again, Alex Molden wasn't Jason David. He just wasn't. You know, Marshawn Lattimore. He was he was kind of like you know a, a, a lesser than Robert Massey, which you don't want to be if you're a first round pick, especially drafted ahead of Eddie George when the Saints at that time desperately needed a running back. I have to, I have to say though, like when I when I look back, he and Gerard Cherry were two of the picks that always made my stomach hurt. The old cornerbacks that gave you a, a a glimpse of hope the Saints would finally have a great you know top-tier cornerback, and it just it didn't happen. But anyway, man, I, I just called in to, to, to ask you about Molden. And also, Norm, congratulations on using your sanity to have Kyle Pitts go to Atlanta because there's a 0% chance well, the Cowboys would get him. I, I want to see him attack, it, uh, attack the Saints twice a year. And, and that, that uh, me a little pressure. You know, somebody was like, boy, if they draft Pitts, who's going to stop Atlanta? And everyone's like, Atlanta? <laughs> That's who? Um, and, and let me correct myself. Molden was not drafted by Ditka. He was Jim Mora's last first-round pick uh, during his tenure with the Saints. Nice pick, Mora. Anyway. All right, let's continue <laughs> nice here. Pick Mora. Alex Molden. Poor guy. He's a motivational speaker now in Portland. Good for him. Like He could handle it. I just don't want that for his kid. You know what I mean? Nah, Speaking I- of pedigree and bloodlines, though, we, that, that, that's a little teaser for what's coming up in my – Mock draft here. But let's start at number six, a team with That's a very first. bright, very bright immediate future, in my opinion. That'd be the Miami Dolphins at sixth overall. I think this is what we're going to disagree at. Who you got? I got Jamar Chase. I got Jalen Waddle. So you think Waddle is going before Chase? I think Jalen Waddle is not better than Jamar Chase. I just think that he has a more of a rapport with Tua, and I think that he is the better pro prospect than Devontae Smith. So I think Miami takes Waddle. Be a huge mistake with the six pick. Don't 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 pass on Jamar Chase, Miami. Don't do it. You'll regret it. You'll I, regret it. Hey, I like Waddle though. By the way, I, so like, I, I, can't, I really I can't, like Waddle. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't dig on him because. That's who I have going seventh to Detroit. They lost Kenny. Well, they lost. They just let Kenny Galladay go somewhere else. 
Um, the Lions love taking receivers in the top ten of a draft. And with Chase, the best receiver on the board now off on, in the draft, now off the board, I think the Lions take Jalen Waddle. And this is where I have Devontae Smith come off the board. Wait, you don't think you think Jamar Chase isn't going to be one of the first two receivers taken? I, listen, I, this is the fits. I, I got fit. I'm going with fit. I, t- I think that <clears throat> the Lions can go either Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith with this pick, but I just think that they're going to go with the Heisman hopeful who's had who just won the Heisman, won a national championship, has the game tape that they can watch uh, that's most recent. I just think that some of the players that did opt out, some teams are going to select them for some players. And raw receiver would be one with Devontae Smith versus Jamar Chase because he just won a Heisman. Yeah, Talk about fit. Whoever the, the whatever the scouting department is in Detroit, the fit won't work, and they'll be fired if that's what they end up doing. Maybe well, not today, Detroit. but down it's, the line. It's Detroit. They probably get fired anyway. <laughs> so let's say that. Let's, let's give that caveat. You know what? You're, the happening are are not extremely low, but it's it's not because it's the right thing to do. It's because it's it's because it's Detroit. CD Lamb was supposed to be the first wide receiver taken last year in the NFL draft. One, he wasn't. And he fell to 17th. Yeah, but a lot of crazy things can happen. Was with respect to your boy, he was not on all these big boards. He was not as like some people have Jamar Chase like number two on their big board. No, right. But so you had Henry Ruggs was drafted before C.D. Lamb. Henry Ruggs isn't as good as Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase or Jamar Chase. So. He went before CeeDee Lamb, and CeeDee Lamb had a better rookie year than him. So you can get a better player, not get drafted first. So I'm glad you're going this route because now I get to remind you next week what you did wrong. That's not what I did wrong. We will see. All right. Archie Murray at pick number eight, the Carolina Panthers select. Slater. That's who I got. I got Rashawn Slater. The got, beast. Now, you talk about guys opting out. He opted out last season. But this dude, we're talking about him in the first segment. If you're looking at top ten picks in Mortal Kombat tournament, like he's getting to the finals. He's getting to the finals. Uh, I just feel like Carolina, they traded away um, Trey Turner two seasons ago to the Chargers. They, they, they're getting their running back back in Christian McCaffrey. You got a, a, I wouldn't say a rookie quarterback, but a new quarterback. You got to beef up that offensive line. Who probably has PTSD from always practicing against Greg Williams, who wants to kill him every practice. So, yeah, yeah, give the guy a little bit of assistance there. Um, yeah, Rashawn Slater. All right, so we agree on that. You got Chase still on the board. All right, number nine, the Denver Broncos select. I think the Denver Broncos, after recently adding Teddy Bridgewater, I think this is nothing but smoke. Smoke screens. But it happens, Scott. Hmm. I feel like the Denver Broncos trade back. And I feel like old Belichick. I feel like the Broncos and Belichick do business. Because the Broncos don't want to see Patrick Mahomes just keep running all over the the, the entire AFC. You know what they're going to say? We're going to send Bill on them. So I feel like the Patriots make a trade to go get their guy, Justin Fields. Okay. J.C. Horn. Talk about pedigree. Talk about former players for the Saints and their kids. J.C. Horn, number nine to Denver. 
beef up that defense, a defensive-minded coach that now feels like he has a starting quarterback. Like, I know the reports out there, Norm, are, oh, Denver, they're, they're still – they're still doesn't mean they're not in the market for a quarterback. Smoke. Look at the head coach. Look what they just did. I, I we can get more, we'll get to this in a minute after we give our tenth pick, but I think I think Denver's a really good spot for um, for for Teddy. So I really like that fit for Teddy, and I, again, I just feel like uh, them trading back. They've gotten they got two quarterbacks, they got good wide receivers, they got good running backs. I feel like they trade out of that spot, and then I leave a little asterisk for the Washington football team could trade up in their top ten pick. To, to to get uh, Denver's pick also. But I just feel like them trading back now after getting Teddy Bridgewater or bring more value and to get more players to help youth. You get more youth on that defense that's getting older. You got Von Miller coming off of Achilles tear, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they got to get youthful. You got uh, Chubbs going to come back. He's going to be healthy. Got to get that defense. They can either go cornerback or trade back and get some value. With the 10th overall pick in the NFL draft, the Dallas Cowboys select. Patrick Sertan II from Alabama. They pair him with his former teammate, Diggs. Listen, we got the Alabama boys. They didn't, they didn't play it against Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, uh, Kyra Lewis. They didn't play it against all of them. I have Patrick Sertan down as well, going to Dallas. Hey man, put that 21 on his back. Put that 21 on his back. He's going to get number 21. Don't do that. Put that 21 on his back. Don't do that. They've had worse cornerbacks wear number 21 with Dallas other than Dion. So I'm okay with putting the 21 on his back. Um. Okay. So we disagree on picks six, seven, and nine. All right. All right. We'll see what happens tonight. Oh, I 28. Got... Oh, we'll, we'll get – let's save that. Because, okay. I mean – Neither of us are going to get it. Like, who in the hell knows who's going to be there? I'm, what I'll position? Say, I'll what say, position? so if 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 the if the cat out of Northwestern falls, they'll select him. Okay. Newsom. They might even move up five spots to get him. I wouldn't be crazy about it because I do think he, if he falls to 28, that's fine. I think he's probably best in more of a team that does a lot of heavy zone coverage. Saints do, you know, a good bit of press, man. That might change now that Jenkins isn't there and Lattimore Correct. might miss some time. Correct. Um, but Newsom or or Zaven Collins, if either of those are available and the Saints stay put at 28, just uh, just run run your little notepad. Oh, I guess I don't know if they're doing that this year. I don't know if you have to run your envelope, your card. <laughs> I don't know if you just have to text the commissioner, you're a doofus. Oh, by the way, here's our pick. But um, yeah, one, one of those two. It's got to be corner or linebacker. So, so you dis- completely dismiss these analysts and reports about the Saints taking a wide receiver with the with the I hope not, man. I hope they don't, especially when you've got, by all accounts. I mean, I'm not a draft pundit. I'm not a it's supposed to be like one of the deepest it's years for receivers, year. yeah, right? It's, it's, you, you've got all of these guys that they could have in another year, potentially, you know, first round grade that could be go go as late as late second, early third, like. Focus on like is receiver a need opposite Michael Thomas? Yeah, big a need at, as corner or or linebacker. I don't, I don't think so. I think what's interesting to me about receiver and the Saints is, do they go for now that now that Drew's gone? Mm-hmm. We know that accurate is as any as as anyone has ever been. Long ball, not so much. Mm-hmm. Do they do they get somebody that's do they focus more on all right we. 
we're doing things different in this offense now. Let's get somebody with just elite speed. And you got a lot of options in this draft. You got a lot Elijah of receivers Moore. that are super fast. And, you know, I, I look up and down at this receiver board because everyone's talking about it. I'm like, let me go see all these names. Let me look at these high. Man, five, ten years ago, a lot of these guys wouldn't have any high grades. Look at their sizes. Like, the, so many of these receivers now are just and you shorter, smaller, and, and, and faster. <laughs> can't, get, can't get 15, maybe negative 15. But this, just the size, like the prototype in the NFL, it's evolved at that position. And um, you saw the Saints when he was healthy late in the year briefly how they started to utilize Deontay Harris more in the offense. I mean, I, I think if it's even if it's that that small guy from Purdue, Moore, whoever, whatever, I do think they're taking a receiver in this draft. But to move up to take one, I might. If they do that, no, I'll I'll, I'll throw well, up. even at what about even at twenty eight? I'll, I'll throw up. I won't. I won't be. I won't be happy. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's I be, the only. I won't be happy pick. about it. That's the only pick I'll say that would disappoint me with the Saints if they go anything other than cornerback or linebacker, just because of the glaring hole at the position. Just because, like you said, you you without Jenkins, Lattimore is going to miss to maybe three to four games to start the season. You got you you the Saints maybe more if he shoots his off. That, that's what the cops said, <laughs> you know. So. Even if he's found not guilty, he's going to miss some time. The NFL is sure. going to Goodell. He could be. He could be could, everything. All right, you didn't. No, not guilty. Nothing. Six oh, games. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, the Saints. Let's make it eight. eight. Oh. oh, you say you, oh, you say you work for Sean oh, Payton? That's right. That's I got right. you. Oh yeah. Go to the, the next elevator. You're a good player on the Saints. All right, we'll see you in three years. Don't make it. Yeah. Oh. And you're, if Sean has a problem, he, he can the, go with you too. You're expelled from the league. <laughs> Don't let Sean Payton call my phone either, because I'm gonna send him up the road with you. As as as, as much as everyone's excited about the draft, you got to remember you have to watch this robotic doofus tonight. Like, oh, are you prepared for the hugs? Ugh. I'm Don't gonna, hug I'm that. Gonna that Don't you have a friend? <laughs> I would love it one day if a player was just like, "I'll give you a fist bump." Back oh, up. you did that because of COVID? No, 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 no. I'm not. Don't rock with you. Because you're going to find me as soon as I get off this, yeah. this stage. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wear this suit after a game and be like, oh, wait, what kind of socks are those? Nope. It's game check. Give it to me. Oh, God. You see, so I, I read that. Remember that Remember that chair he was sitting in last year eating his M&Ms? Wow. All weird. and <laughs> Everything is so, like, forced with him, you know? Like, hey, you little buddy. Um, that Apparently that chair is going to be in Cleveland somewhere. It's They're trying, like, the NFL's, they do their best to humanize Goodell, but it just makes it more awkward it every time. And so they're going to have his his chair from his basement appearing in different parts of Cleveland <laughs> during the draft. Dude, I hope some That's Browns funny. fans get a hold of it and just, like, torch it. That's just, like, funny. The, the chair being in different places. They're trying to, like, I. there's part of me, Norm, I'm like, are they, are they trying hard to, like, not them or... Are they kind of in on the joke and just trolling all of them? Oh, no, they're they in on the joke, and they're trying to get the mentions. They're trying to get the impressions off the joke full on. They, they're not trying to humanize them. They're trying to capitalize on the fool <laughs> that is Roger Goodell sometimes. Uh, it's funny, though. I just, I'm waiting to see the reactions. And I, me and Lennon was talking about yesterday the cringeworthy stories that ESPN has piled together with these 32 picks, you know, Scott Prather, 
he had to coal mine at the age of three. Oh, dude. With his amputee. Last year was just all about death. <laughs> What's the most tragic thing that happened in your life? Ooh. Ooh, that's really bad. That's oh, you've. You know, it's been Fell relatively good. Oh, your girlfriend dumped. Yeah, we're not going to give you a highlight package. No, no. we're just uh, we're just going to have Kuiper talk about no. your, you know, your your intangibles and pumpkin pie, and we'll be done with it. If you don't have oh. any family, oh, oh, you, you have, gosh, your, your family loves you, and your brother, you, you, your brother died. Just put them on. Tell me more, Sports Center. Tell me Top more. 10. We'll send a whole crew there. <laughs> It sounds. I mean, we shouldn't laugh, but that like last year it was. It got to a point where it's like, guys, this is too much. And it was like every last this late round pick, much, yeah. after pick, after pick, after pick was like, yeah, he's he's been you know breeding dogs since two years old to pay for his collegiate. Like what? And the thing is, I would I would look. I'm sure that some of those were. 100% authentic. And I'm sure there was some truth involved in each one, but you know some of those had to be hyped up just a little. It's like, really? It's like, really? how do y'all find... Every single one of them, it's that bad? It's the six-round pick from Delaware, and you know exactly all what happened in his life. You don't know that guy. Yeah. You don't know that guy. No, no, no. I hate it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to one day where it comes out that, like, some jokester just gives him like a ridiculous story, and it's all, it's all or or it's just like, yeah, he uh, he used to run a goldfish farm, and he lost <laughs> the queen goldfish. I mean, like it doesn't make any sense. And later on, the players like, no, I just told him that because I was bored. Like, no, I didn't have any goldfish. Come on, Man, that 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 would set you. I would draft you off the <laughs> just just for just for that. But no, the pundits would be like, well, I mean, can you trust this guy? I mean, look, he's sitting out there making up stories. This is a serious matter. Like. Just, just, just cut it out. That's why it's gonna be funny. Then I'm looking for the worst fit, Scott. The worst suits. Now, see, you got you got three different types of suits that's gonna be at this draft. You got the sponsor suits. That's the J.C. Penney's, Macy's, the big time brands that that paying the players to wear their suits. Okay, like Sears always gets a guy. I think Sears had Kyler Murray. I don't know. It was somebody. It was either Sears, Sears? or J.C. Mer- uh, J.C. Penney's. But I know it wasn't a fashionable store. No. no. That, that, but he, he didn't come to Lafayette and go to suit up. No. That's what they should have did. Yeah, no. That's now, what I would do. No. You got fit. that. You got that third. Then you got the middle ground where the guy's like, you know what? I'm just going to flex out. I'm going to get the, the Louis Vuitton. I'm going to get the off-white. I'm going to wear the jewelry. Oh, like, how did you pay for all this? But okay, boom. Then you got the last phase to where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm styling myself. Those are the guys I'm looking for. <laughs> That's the guys I'm looking for. The Ezekiel Elliott's of the draft, who's like, you know what? It doesn't. The name brand doesn't matter. I'm just going to wear a half a dress shirt. I'm going to roll it up. <laughs> the dress, like, remember Iguodala wore that, like, to a finals game before, and he was wearing, like, a, it looked like a sweater from, like, 1979 that just had, like, rips in it yeah, everywhere. It the holes in and it. And it was, like, somebody somebody reported, who knows it was true, that he spent all this money on it. It's like, I'm no I'm no fashion expert, but, like, what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's, what is this? So I'm calling the kids out. I'm calling the kids out on their wardrobes all day today. I, you know, I, I, I like the guy that's just at his home with his family, and he's just kind of like this, just, like, wearing, like, a hoodie, like, it's good. That's I, I want. I want that. See, I'm. I, I, I want that. I would be at home, but I would be upset because I really feel like, in I would have like that one family member that's doing the most when the cameras are on. Like I just feel like I have that one uncle that's like, like former friend that's just in the background, just like tripping. 
you know, doing something crazy and just like, yeah, Norm, your your uncle's list seems excited. I'm like, yeah, let's cut the camera off him. Put the camera, put the camera this way. I just so that's my only gripe about doing it at home. But I wouldn't want to fly to New York and sit in that room because I'd be too scared. If I'm not a bona fide top five pick, I'm not going to New York. It's hard to be a draft bust like after a year. But Isaiah Wilson managed to do it, right? He's a first-round pick by the Titans. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Norm, I think he was the one that got drafted last year where his girlfriend was, like, all up in the camera hugging him, and then his Isaiah's mom came up and just removed yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, she was like, ah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he he's, he's, like, on the Titans, and they cut him already. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't remember any time in history where a first-round pick was cut after a, one season. Oh, um, after one because se- so because so many I'm feeling like Oakland. Maybe I, I've like most management. They're too. There's too much pride. Like they're like, well, we we invested in this, so we got we we can fix it, and then they hang on to a guy too long. But they traded him to Miami in 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 March, and he got got, got cut by the Dolphins just a couple of days later. So I'm I'm looking this up. In 1999, Michigan State defensive end was drafted by the Vikings, and he got he was cut. What was his name? His name Demetrius Underwood. So after one season, All right. not even one season, he didn't make it past camp. Okay. Immediately after signing his first contract, he never returned. Go. So he was cut, and he returned his signing bonus. Oh, Miami then okay. signed him, okay. but then also waived him after one piece preseason game. Then guess where he ended up? Dallas. <laughs> he ended up playing two seasons for the Dallas Cowboys. But, um, yeah, but, yeah. The right, so it, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't and, happen often. You know, if you're listening after the fact via the podcast, you won't be able to hear what we're about, music licensing stuff, but – so Isaiah Wilson, the big, you know, didn't last the season, goes to the Dolphins, gets cut immediately because, like, they, they, you know, he was late for his physical, for his onboarding process, and he skipped optional workouts that he had committed to and was off. And then he was offered help, and he's like, nah, I'm good. And uh, decided that he was going to, I guess, focus on his music career. Norm, have you heard any clips of this? No. Is it some, is it some heat? Your thoughts? Is he is he whispering? What's going I'm on? Just your your thoughts. You think he's you think this is gonna? All right, let me be nice. I'm gonna be nice. It's a good beat. That's what you tell people that when the song's bad, <laughs> you guys be like, you know what? That okay? I could bob my head to this. Yeah, but then his voice gets in the way, man. See when you're horse, when don't you know when you're horse, you're not supposed to keep Is he keep horse? Music? I don't know. Is that I don't I feel like he got too much reverb on the voice. I don't that's pretty that's really bad. That's that is that terrible you got a song for Tuesday. Uh, yeah, you got know. a song. Is that too terrible? I, I <laughs> on a on a on a on a serious note, I don't know. Do you think do you do you think that he could have mental health issues or do you think he's just No, I, trouble? I, I I just think he's trouble. Every Scott, I don't know how many athletes you have talked to, but I'm going to tell you 90% of athletes want to be rappers. 
No, and, I don't. I don't mean. Yeah, no, I don't mean specifically just about the how he sounded in the song. I just mean all of the. I mean, oh, a little over antics, a year ago, he was yeah. a first round pick. Now it's like that's that's that, that that's not a long time to just fall. Yeah, but you, I see I see a lot of players, maybe not of like you said, notable as a first round pick, but they do the all same thing. Like they get into the game, they maybe get a one or two couple checks, and then mm-hmm. they're like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna focus on music. Tyron Matthew raps. Sure. I'm not. I don't. I'm just saying. Like my, my just, question wasn't as wasn't about the music. I mean, yeah, that's. I just feel like Dame Lillard raps, and he's you know, he's he's actually the probably the best. And athlete, and he's and how good of a player is he? Yeah, no, I, I, the, he, the, the the music side of it wasn't what I was saying as much as the you get cut no, after no, Scott, a year and no, then Scott. signed by Miami. You would you have made me days. feel better if the song was actually good. Like everything else, I'm like, you know what? He's focused on what he should be doing. Yeah. Obviously, he was bad in football. He's better in rap, but now maybe he's a good painter. Maybe he's a good talker. He's a Let's listener. take one quick phone call before we wrap up this hour. ESPN fourteen twenty. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, you asked about the music he's playing. It sounds like it sounds like he's on par with the trash you hear on the radio. Uh, that's coming from a uh, hip hop or rap. So it sounds like. <laughs> so he might have a hit yeah, on his too. hands, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, he, yeah, he does. He does. Oh, as long as he mumble, as long as he keeps it nursery rhyme, he'll make it. You know, it's all about keeping people, and that's why that's most hip hop today. Dumb down music. He got a nice beat. All right, thank you. Thanks. Wait, what's up? He got a nice beat though. Once again, <laughs> trash. Like I said, would you agree though? Most yeah, young no, thugs, yeah. all those dudes are garbage. Would, yeah. would you agree? Young Thug is trash. That's what it sounds like. He's trying to emulate. Like it sounds like he's just trying to emulate. Like you said, everything he hears on the the radio. It's not a good job. Well, everyone's trying to. Well, yeah. Like I said, but well, would you agree though? Young Thug is garbage. I see. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm trying to get no. Huh? No. Dumbing <laughs> <laughs> yourself down, man. All right, thank you. <laughs> No. I I can't participate in this conversation because I don't I don't know what's a young what's his most popular song? Uh, he just made the ski song that's that's been going viral. Everybody's Kevin Hart's been doing the dance to it. You've been seeing a couple of celebrities. Maybe, just, don't know anything about it. No, well, I'm just give me ski song. No, I, I need, I'll, I'll look. I'll, I'll yeah, check it out. Uh, a bunch of different celebrities have been making uh, the viral video to it. Check you know, it TikToks, out. ski, TikToks, ski. NFL draft one coverage on our airwaves. We'll start uh, right after the lock-in this afternoon, 6 p.m. First round is supposed to get underway. I think it's 7. 7 o'clock. Norm and Lynn will be in studio for the live stream watching it. And uh, be should be fun. Don't go anywhere. Hour number two of the Great Scott Show begins right after this. Going to quiz Norm on some merchandise. I'll explain. ESPN1420.com. Don't go anywhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the 8 o'clock hour of the great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Norman Locke coming at you. Draft day. Awful movie, but fun in reality. First round tonight, NFL draft. We've been talking about it. Uh, Brad Topham had some trivia that... I'm happy to say I correctly answered mm, okay. that he texted me. I knew I knew one of them, and the second one, I couple of couple of teams I thought might be. I ended up getting it, but 
quarterbacks are typically going to be the the number one story in a first round of a draft. I would say every year, probably from now until the end of time. Might not have been like that years ago. Some years it was. Other years they might have been like the second storyline, you know, like when a team trades their whole draft to take a running back. Um, but quarterback is like that's the that's the, the straw that kind of stirs the most drama, I think, in an NFL draft every year. What is the longest streak? What team has gone the longest without selecting a quarterback in the first round? What team has gone the longest without selecting a quarterback in the first round? <laughs> AFC or NFC? Give me a hint. NFC. NFC? Hmm. Oh, that makes it tougher. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say the Eagles. No, they drafted your boy just a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, Carson Wentz. Yeah, no. I don't know. That's a hard one. 50 years ago, this is Archie Manning. They have not taken a quarterback in the first round since then. That should have been easy. Yeah, no, they haven't. 50 years. They have They have not taken a quarterback in the first round in 50 years. And been bad in not taking a quarterback. That's crazy. Um. Well, they, I mean, they haven't been bad the last 15 years, but they've been bad for a lot of those 50 years. Yeah, majority. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are number two. Yeah. Homegrown talent. They took 20. <laughs> we know how those two teams have fared the last 15 years. No, but the last time they took one, they had a nice little run there right out the gate. Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. 1989. All right, number three on that list. Patriots. That is correct. Well done. The New England Patriots tied, by the way, with another team that has not taken a – Patriots took Bledsoe in 93. Yeah. Another team took a quarterback in the first round that year that did not pan out, and that was the last year that they did it. They selected a quarterback in the first round. Mm. By the way, all of these teams that we have mentioned have won Super Bowls in by the way. last – when was the last time? It's been a while for the Cowboys. 26 years, 26 and a half years. See, it's, it, everybody likes to pick their timetable. It's been a while for the Cowboys. <laughs> no, but my point is, I'm pointing out, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hint. Yeah, no. If you want to take it. Uh, I don't know who. They've won, they, they, they've won it more recently than Dallas, I can tell you that. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. They took Rick Meyer in the 93 NFL draft and uh, didn't work out great for him. See, but, of all those franchises, it's... it's Boston and the Cowboys that has the great lineage. Everybody else, they don't. Lineage? Mm-hmm. You mean like most rich history? Mm-hmm. Dallas has the most rich history of them. I mean, New England's is more recent, so yeah, they they do. But well, it's uh, history is they everything. have the, the, of all of all those franchises. Dallas undoubtedly has the most rich history in the twentieth century. In the twenty first century, they're last on that. Well, list, see, you without put question. You, you know you putting constraints on it. I, History is anything that happened a second ago. So I'm just putting, <laughs> I'm putting it all in all Boy, together. Boy, remember that old historical team from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> of 2021? Yeah, I remember it like it was just a couple of months ago. Hey, we're gonna be talking about this historical LSU 
greatest national champion. It literally was like a year ago. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about it for forever. So it's like you said, history is yesterday. You know, Saints fans like to bring up the last 20. I like to bring up the last 30. You know, it's be like that. I, um, Patriots are probably going to talk about these last 20 years for the probably the rest of, the, of their organization's life. They're going to talk about from 03 to 2021. They're going to talk it, about If it starts, yeah. I mean, you, you've got experience there. If you have a, if you have a, a good and then you go in the tank for a while, that's what you have to do. You got to be nostalgic. Got to. For people that get annoyed by nostalgia, let me tell you something. You want that to continue because the only thing that will keep it from continuing is if they have another great run. You want it to continue, guys. If if that annoys you, be that fine. I don't know why it does. I I find it funny. Um, every fan base does it. That's had some moderate success for Except a while. Except the Knicks. That's the one fan base that hasn't had any success, but they still talk like they had it. Well. Success is a relative term depending on how good or bad a franchise is. But it's been, it's been pretty bad since what ninety three. Uh, well, they, not pretty no, bad, but no. they they went to the finals in ninety four. They they won a championship in the seventies. Uh, but no, it's it's been it's been horrendous here for the last. It's been very bad God, in the twenty first century. Seventies ninety four, two years with Melo. And that's in forty oh, years. Yeah. It's been. It's been. <laughs> well, they were, but they weren't bad in the nineties. They were good. They just, you know, there. But th- when when you've only got one championship, your your idea or your memory of success is different than someone that like. If a team has a dynasty run, that's also different. They're going to look at. They're going to be nostalgic in a different way than a team that just you know has won. Cowboys are going to look at it differently than the Saints fans, and they do. Now, I would imagine. Much older Cowboys fans, maybe they they probably also get nostalgic about, you know, some early championships back in the seventies. But you know, your younger ones are going to remember the one in the nineties. Even younger ones that you know were too young to actually remember any of it, like Norman Locke. Mm. Allegedly. Now you're alleging your age. No, you said. Who are you being, Albert Pujols? Or you didn't know. Uh, what's the guy that aged backwards? Benjamin Button? Yeah. West from New Orleans. All right. Uh, 11 after the hour, ESPN 1420.com. All right, if you missed it last hour, we gave our our top 10 mock draft for tonight. We both had our top five was the same. Trevor Lawrence, Wilson 2, Trey Lance 3, Kyle Pitts 4, Panay Sewell 5 to Cincinnati. At 6, no, I mean, Norm doesn't even have – you don't have Jamar Chase going in your top 10. Yeah. No, you don't. Oh, the trade. Yeah, no. No. You don't have Jamar Chase going to your top ten. I got I, who So I, you have you have Jalen Waddle at six to mm-hmm. Miami. I think Jamar Chase goes there. Mm-hmm. You have Devontae Smith going to Detroit at seven. Yes. I've got Jalen Waddle there. You we both have Rashawn Slater, the beast O lineman from Northwestern at eight mm-hmm. to Carolina. I have JC Horn at nine to Denver. You have the Patriots trading there to select Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. And we both have Patrick Sertain at uh, number ten to Dallas. Yeah, you can go eleven though. You don't. I mean, you, you, you go eleven. Is a team at that point? Does a team move up to eleven? Because no, I think, I think that's the Eagles, huh? Eagles need, need <laughs> Eagles, Eagles, Eagles need a, a receiver. Yeah. So I just, I just, 
I feel like the, he falls to the Eagles, and I mean, I hate to say it, but that's the best receiver too. Or the Eagles? I think I think they might be twelve. Let me double check. I think because don't they don't they have don't they isn't New York? Oh, let me let me just look it up. I think the Giants are eleven. Yeah, Giants are eleven. Eagles are twelve. Chargers are thirteen. Oh yeah, Vikings fourteen. Eagles 15. sitting at a good spot. Then the Eagles just can't eagle it up. They can get maybe Jamar Chase. I, he's my number one wide receiver, but I watched last year the number one wide receiver didn't get taken to to he wasn't the third he wasn't until the third wide receiver off the board. So I just feel like if you take off Jalen Waddle's injury, if you take off uh, Jamar Chase sitting out, opting out, and then Devontae Smith, by far Jamar Chase is the is the best wide receiver. But when you put all things considered, I think people are going to look at Devontae Smith, just one of Heisman. They're going to look at the ceiling that Waddle could have because he it could have been him catching all these touchdown passes instead of Smith if he didn't get hurt. I just feel like some coaches, some players, and they had an article come out earlier today when they were speaking up Mickey Loomis saying he wants slight any players who chose to opt out? While he had some GMs like I don't, want, I don't want a player that uh, that chose to opt out. It's going to come down to whether or not the GM feels like that when it comes time to draft the players. Travis Etienne, where does he go tonight? Jennings native. It better be the Bills. If, if it's he, not, if it's not the Bills, if the Bills do not take Travis Etienne, they're they, doing a dis- they, 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 they want him though. They, All the reports are they want him. They should because I I feel like there's he's, reports he might even they might even move up to get him if they feel like he could come off because it's board. a perfect fit with perfect. them perfect. perfect like that's what they're missing they couldn't run the ball last year they got two running backs who, who more of a pounding type of backs uh, perfect fit I, I, only other perfect fit is Najee Harris with the Steelers like that's just it's synonymous with Steelers football like it's a perfect fit and I, I just don't feel like there's a lot of Perfect fits. I'd be in this happy draft. for Travis too, man. First of all, Bills fans would love him. Yeah. Um, but he would he would go to a a team that is considered a contender, not the yeah. favorite, but a contender, an up and coming team, a rabid fan base, and a team that could use him. It just it feels like a win win situation. Yeah, they're gonna be crashing through tables. I love it. Uh, that's my bet. That's the the best celebration right now of all sports right now. They've been doing that for a while. They. they when a baby's born in a hospital in Buffalo, they have a little fake, well, not fake, a tiny little breakable table, and they, like, hold the infant, and he breaks his first table, and he's like, or she's like, you know, 30 minutes old. They give him, they give him to the dad, and the mom's sitting in the bed. He's like, hang on, honey. And then I like the Break. fact that Bill's Mafia was started by a fan, and then the team got on board and adopted it as the fan base's nickname. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it's like, and then, and then they caught him as a, 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 a percentage of the T-shirt sales that he was already selling. I'm like, you went, you're the ultimate fan now. It's like, what if you would have came up with like... That wouldn't, with respect, that would never happen in Dallas. Jerry oh, would be no. like, no, bro, this is my money. <laughs> this is my team. Give me all those shirts. You, you, boys, fan. Here's two tickets to the nosebleed. Shake my hand. Get out of my face. I don't give you money. You give me (laughs) money. That's how it works. No, no. It's not. It's not the same as Bills Mafia. Um, but the who that thing with the Saints 
There was like a, a story, I don't know, 10, 9, 10 years ago about the NFL trying to basically crack down on who that and any memorabilia. And I mean, you're from New Orleans, Norm. It's, Everybody makes it's, it. It's everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. not NFL licensed, but, but it's also not just specific to the Saints. It's no, like it's, a phrase. It's New Orleans now. It's, yeah, it's literally it's, like it's, you, it's, a, it's a greeting. It really is, and 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 who that look? They were chanting. I have I had a who that shirt when I was five in the eighties. So it's it's been synonymous with the Saints fan base. But the NFL started cracking down on it, and the fan base pushed back, and the NFL actually backed down. Now that was the NFL. That wasn't Tom Benson, who was alive at the time, saying you can't do this. So again, uh, Bills Mafia is safe for now, but at some point. Maybe maybe the NFL learned their lesson. You know what? There's some fan bases just just leave them leave them be. Now speaking of fan bases, did you see Jeannie Bus recently talked about the CP3 trade and why it broke down? I, I did not see her comments. No, I'm gonna say that was the most insightful reasoning of her explaining that we ever got <laughs> that that we ever got because. Usually we just heard it got vetoed, it got vetoed, it got vetoed. Well, David Stern did say, I didn't think, I, I, I'm I currently in charge of owning this team. I didn't think it was a fair trade, so I vetoed it. But she explained, she went into detail, and I, uh, I don't want to not say the, the correct way, but she went into detail on why check that out. Uh, it, it transpired. But it was something to do with they had a, all the GMs and executives had to be in a, a room for a meeting. And they had trade rumors of Chris Paul being traded to the Lakers while everyone's in the same room. So how is there a trade going on if we're all in the same room? Right. So that's what you're sparked. Gonna, you're going to trade Chris Paul to, to go play with Kobe Bryant? And 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 we're in the and, same, and we're in the same team. So it's like who is who is facilitating this trade if all the GMs are here? So that's where it got to being where okay now. There is no true owner. How is this legal? Right, the Y'all, leagues, right, right, right. And, and they start getting a little fluffy. And then they got Eric Gordon and Chris Kamen and Al Farouk Aminu and, and the rest is history. Yeah. But it was a caveat, and I, I appreciate her going through. She talked That's about cool. – um, Yeah, check that out. Hey, she talked about Magic Johnson when they first found out that – I'm not going to be here. <laughs> she talked about that. She's like, I was upset. She's like, I wish he would have did it a different way, but I'm not gonna be. Here. He was. He learned how to be himself from under my dad. He, he has a way of thinking, just like my father. So him leaving, we didn't really, really wasn't that upset. I I'm just wish he would did it a different, a different way. I'm they like, all coming up to me saying, "Oh, we can do this, that," and I'm like, I'm not gonna be here. And then you win a championship after that. I know uh, she's feeling weird. The uh, ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. All right. Merchandise of the top ten picks in tonight's draft, who will sell the most merch? Year one, and we'll take a look at top ten NFL players and merchandise sales in the last league year. The Cowboys on it every year. Is this the year that that it didn't happen? There's usually multiple Cowboys on it because you know it's the Cowboys, it's the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out next. We'll, we'll quiz Norm a little bit. I'll give him plenty of hints. I mean, he should knock this thing out of the park, but you know. He's not much of a baseball player, as we've we've learned. No. 20 after the hour. We'll be right back after this. It's the Great Sky Show. Don't go anywhere.
ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. Good morning. It's draft day, finally. Draft night, anyway. Round one tonight, round two and three tomorrow, the rest of the draft on Saturday. Tonight's round one and tomorrow's rounds two and three will be airing here on ESPN 1420 and the ESPN1420.com app or the ESPN1420 app and on ESPN1420.com. If you're listening on the stream, it's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. All right. What player drafted tonight is going to sell the most jerseys in year number one? Do you see that hair on Trevor Lawrence? It's an easy question. That's an easy answer. Trevor Lawrence. It's the hair. You know, other than Kenny Stabler, there has not been a quarterback with hair that long that's ever won a Super Bowl. Now, Brady and Rodgers have had hair that long before, but Cut not it. when they won the Super Bowl. I think, I think, and then we've just seen Justin Hibbert cut his hair. Yeah. But I think it that the long, locks, yeah. I think the locks. Go the cycle? Him. No, I think he keeps it. I think it's a part. I think it's. No, no, I mean, will he break the cycle of a quarterback with long hair finally winning the Super Bowl? Oh, well, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, it's it's going to be a while, I think, before an expansion team wins the Super Bowl. It's still It's been still, what, uh, They're 30 years? They're not an expansion team anymore. You, wouldn't, you still wouldn't count them as an expansion team? That's no. what they call I mean, we. I grew- mean, the last, the last team to get in the league was the Texans. The Texans, yeah. But, I mean, and the Browns technically are an expansion team, but no one calls them that. Because there was an old, yeah, I mean, but. I mean, I'm going to refer to Jacksonville and the Texans always a expansion team. What about, like, the Saints or the Falcons? They didn't come around until 66 and 67, well, and they had already played, like, two Super Bowls. I wasn't alive. It's was, basically, if they came around when Norm was alive, I that's alive. his expansion No, team. no, that's real. Like, if you if I can remember that them they're not being a Jacksonville Jaguars, then... Can you? A little bit. Just a little bit. I just remember having a... a Poster on my wall with all the divisions, and it was just oh yeah, it was. Oh, it was I, I had a poster. Oh, you five, know, was, five teams the, each. I want to say. Well, well, two of the divisions had the the uh, the AFC and NFC West only had four teams. You yeah, see, I, I was too young for that, but I remember the having it. Had the Saints were in one of those divisions with uh, the 49ers, 49ers, the LA Rams, and the Falcons. Yep, yep. Um, had the poster. The Seahawks were in the AFC West back then. You see, I, I was too young. To, they weren't even in the NFC. Um, Times were different. It was cool though. No, I had I had that that poster growing up, long time. And I just knew that you, in growing up in New Orleans, looking at that poster, you had a lot of San Francisco 49er fans. Oh, the Niners had all kind of. They had all kind of bandwagon fans back then. You had the um, way you see Golden State Warrior fans now that are like the, that was the 49 Never, never <laughs> you never been to <laughs> been to you never you just like Curry. That was like. The Niners in football is like, oh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana. They just made me want to puke. Anyway, ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Uh, bottom. Of- so, which, so, so you're going, you're going, Trevor Lawrence. Going I Trevor Lawrence. Uh, sunshine. <sighs> yeah, I could say Sertan or whoever Dallas takes, just because it's Dallas. But let's take a look at the if he's that twenty one top ten NFL players and merchandise. So what? What about what about Ezekiel Elliott? He's switching his number. What if he goes lower? 
He, but he ain't. No, no one. Let me tell you something. By paying that tax, they're gonna wait till next year. <laughs> yeah. No one's paying the money that it takes to. Dalvin Cook's thinking about it. He wants to go to thirty-three or four. It's like it was one point five million dollars. Wait, wait till next year. Well, you saw Patrick Peterson switch. Yeah, but he didn't have to pay because no, he's he on a new team. I'm not paying. I'm not buying all my. Dude, what you gonna do with all them jerseys? Yeah, you really just gotta sign them and then try to sell them yourself. Chad Johnson, when he was Ocho, when he switched to Ocho Cinco, he's like, I want to change it on the back this season, and they're like, you have to buy up all of the inventory. So because he was a really popular player, there were already a lot of '85 Johnson jerseys. He was he was obviously popular in Cincinnati, but he was popular everywhere. He was. It would have cost him four point three million dollars, and he was like, Now nah, I'm good. I'm we, good. <laughs> Well, Call me Johnson. And then he ended up being in the Patriots, and then it, it said Ocho Cinco on the back. But it was – um, it w- I don't know that it would be that much now, but the more popular the player – like, Cook probably sells more jerseys in Minnesota than any player on the team. Maybe Adam Thielen, maybe. Yeah. But, like, he's definitely Justin one Jefferson, or two probably three. coming up, right? But Cook's been there for a little bit longer. But how do people buy jerseys now? Yeah, a lot of people still go and buy them at the store. I mean, if, if you could go to a number of stores here and you'll see three or four Saints jerseys, a lot of 41, but you're not going to see like a uh, a Garrett Griffin jersey. No, if they he do wanted got to, Taysom Hill jerseys. Oh, yeah. They got, they got Taysom Hill. They got obviously a I've lot of 41. I've seen a Thomas Morstead. My point <laughs> that is. That was a funny one. If Kamara if number, it's going to cost him a lot more oh, yeah. than if, you know, Traquan Smith wants to change his number, and I doubt he does. Um, I wonder how does that work so – um, everything, everything if, that's 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 on the shelf now. Well, Brown for the Titans tweeted out and said that he would change his jersey number if Julio gets traded to the Titans. How would how would that work if a player wants to swap? It might, it might be different now. Okay, it might be different now. I don't. That's a good question because that definitely there is no way that Chris Godwin's like here, Tom. You can have my jersey, and I'm gonna pay all this money. Like, it's, yeah, no, it doesn't. It has to be a little different now. I think. Because Julio's eleven, because he's that's, eleven. That's, no, that's Browns. That's just his play of like, I'm gonna get a new number and not pay. I the think fee. he was number two in college. Yeah. yeah, I don't like these things. I don't like these jersey changes. All right, two six nine ten seventy seven. Let's take a phone call. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. Good morning, Zach Wilson. He has he has a whole religion behind him, man. And then he's uh, if if uh, the rumors are true, he's gonna get drafted by the Jets. Yeah, that's a lot. You know what? No, you're you you win. No, you win because no, I, I, I do like Taysom jerseys. You can go to his hometown in Idaho, and there's a lot of sevens. You can go all over Utah, and there's number seven Saints jerseys. Like Jimmer Fredette fans are are there. I mean, they're just they're crazy. They're they're just Pelicans. They shit. are dude. They <laughs> he sold like the second to most jerseys when he was on the Pels, and there was I, I didn't see anyone in New Orleans walking around in a thirty two. <laughs> It's true. Like it was, it was the Mormon religion. Now, now, you know, Frank Jackson was Mormon, and and it wasn't like all of his stuff sold. Part of it was Jimmer was a big star in college, so like he had this thing going for him. Zach Wilson, having been a star at BYU and a quarterback, and going to the New York market, you know what? I I think I'm I think you're right. You changed a, my mind. I think wait, you're right. My mind wait, who is was Mormon. Frank Who'd Jackson. Yeah. yeah, Frank Jackson was Mormon. Frank Jackson. 
who was he went to Duke, drafted in the second round by the Pelicans, yeah. not on the team this year, number fifteen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he didn't go to BYU. Man. No, no, exactly. He was at Duke for a year. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that, I was saying the, the reason why I think a lot of Jimmer jerseys sold and Jacksons didn't. One reason was Jimmer was already sort of this built-in star that no matter where he went, you know, there's probably he's in that you know I just feel like he's in that B league and I bet you you could find those jerseys like everywhere. all over Provo right now but I, I just feel like with with Wilson in New York they've always had quarterbacks in New York and their jerseys never was in the top yeah but it's the Mormon thing I think oh, you think, oh, that's, that, the that's what he's saying okay. the religion like like Taysom like Taysom Luca sell- being foreign and being top in the top jersey sales. yeah but he's great like Taysom's I like his Saints jerseys sell because Saints fans like him but again there's a bunch of Taysom jerseys like in Utah and then in Idaho is hometown, but like that part of the country, I remember Luke Johnson doing a story on it and he's like, Yeah, you see seven Saints jerseys with Hill on the back all over this area. That's not it's not just because he went to BYU. I mean it's it helps, yeah. right? It gives you that bigger platform, but uh but it's it's the religion part of it. I'm with you there. I think I think it's probably will be Zach Wilson. I mean oh. th- th- like there are certain aspects of it. So like I'm looking at top 10 we'll, we'll go ahead and, and and segue into this segment right here and you don't have to hang up Jay. Top 10 NFL merchandise sales number 4 last year. And a lot of folks felt like this was the biggest surprise. Number 4 on the list was was Tua. And they're like I, I don't why? I mean he's Bama good. Fans. No, it's cuz he's from Hawaii. Like Mar- that, yeah, Hawaii. Marcus Mariota his jersey was like his after his rookie year was like number two in terms of top sellers, but it's because he was from Hawaii. Like the whole island, if you're from there and you're a quarterback and you're a high draft pick, so they're buying your jersey. I mean, look, Bama fans helped. The fact that he was a first-round quarterback for a team helped. But the thing that, to me, puts him in the top ten is that he was from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, man, Kyle Pitts get drafted by the Cowboys. Like, you know, if he, has, if he does something, I can see his uh, jersey selling. Like you said, your top teams, man, like the Cowboys, um, which is probably one of the number one teams when it comes to uh, value. America's team. So yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, I hear I hear your conversations with that. I'm not even going to even argue with that. I, you know, if that's the moniker that they're America's team. I, I, they've been having that that lo- that slogan for years, man. I know they had a popular TV show around the time they were they were uh, dominating, winning. Um. So yeah, I, I hear callers. Oh, they're not America's team. Patriots. You know, I, I know it's all fun and stuff. It's all fun and just, but I think. I, I I I cringe when I hear those conversations. Who cares? You know? Right, it's, right. It's like it's like it's, it's kind of like to a lesser extent when everyone calls and gets all upset about Notre Dame and why are they on TV and why this? It's like <laughs> because they're Notre Dame. Like why are they America? Because they're the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Like I get that you don't that you okay. You're right. They're not good this year or they haven't been good for a while. Like okay, so now you take away. Like, like it doesn't matter if the Bills are good or bad. No one's taking away Bills Mafia. No, but it's like there's something about the moniker America's team where they try to make it something bigger than it was. It's like I, I'm with you. I'm like I don't care. Good, Rose fine. It's yeah, fine. yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, if they want to market themselves that way, and like I said, they've been calling themselves that for damn near forty years, man. Or over that, who cares? <laughs> it's not going to change. We know they're not winning. We know that, and Norm Norm knows that better than the both of us. We know they're not winning. But let them call themselves what they want to call themselves. They're still, they're still a valuable team. And, Norm, you made a good point. You're sitting up here talking about they're not American team. They're on the station talking about them. <laughs> Why are you talking about them then? Right? Yeah. So, obviously, there's something about that team that we keep talking about them. It's, so, it's, it's, a, it's a dislike, right? It's, it's, they're polarizing teams. No. The Yankees are one. 
The Yankees have people that love them, people that absolutely hate them. No one is indifferent about, well, I shouldn't say no one. Many are not indifferent about the Cowboys, and that's part of why they're valuable and know they continue to stick. I've always said this. It's the star. It's the star. You can't, you can't, everybody doesn't get one. And that's, that's, that just makes us different in the league, man. Everybody doesn't get a star. You can't if be a star. If it was as simple as a logo, then it wouldn't be as big as it was. That's okay. Logo helps. Uh, uh, you wouldn't know. You don't got a star. Like I said, man, I, I never want, I don't want that star. I don't, I don't care for the Cowboys. I never like went out 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 of my way to hate. You know, I have fun with their fans because one of my good friends is a Cowboy fan. But I never go out that way. Oh, you're not America's team. Patriots really the America's team. Oh, y'all need to start with that cowgirls, cowgirl. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, Norm, there's no such thing as well. There might be. Kurt Warner did not go to Northern Idaho. Did you say that? Hello? I didn't say he went to Northern Idaho. Did I say that? I heard that yesterday, man. Northern you know, Iowa. Quarterbacks yeah, it sounds like you just foods. misspoke. Yeah, maybe I misspoke. I, I was throwing me for a loop. Northern Idaho, that's a, I mean. <laughs> Is there a school? Yeah, that's what I, I don't think so. <laughs> you really got to go. I don't know. Like I said, maybe, but I know that uh, Kurt Warner didn't go there. So, But, uh, and that was a good point you made, man. Um you know, I understand that we all upset with Fields dropping. What quarterback came out of Ohio State that has done anything in the That's past? Tw- matter of fact, anything. Who was the last good NFL quarterback that came out of Ohio State? That's a that's a difficult question. I mean, folks say the same thing about Bama a good bit. Now, they believe that Tua is going to change that, and this year they'll probably believe that Mac Jones is going to change that. But like. Who was the like? You look at Bama, you look at Ohio State. Who was the last great quarterback to come out of there? Brody Brody Crow, huh? No, I mean it was Troy Joe, it Smith. Was, it was Joe, Joe, Joe Namath? Troy Smith was a six round pick and not a good pro quarterback. I mean, he was a backup. He lasted longer no, than J T. Barrett. <laughs> I'm just we're, talking, we're talking good, like like solid starter. Like okay, this guy's this guy's you know solid. Bleacher Report has Troy Smith listed number one. Okay, so a six-round pick that could never start and went in the league long is like the best. It's the best ever. Terrell Pryor is number two. Oof. Yeah. So hey, I <laughs> yeah. don't know if times are changing for Ohio State and Bama, but history ain't, ain't, ain't on the side of uh, of the Ohio State when it comes to that. That's that's crazy. All right, thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. It's hey. a, a great point. I didn't know it was that bad. I I knew it was bad, Scott, but I ain't know Troy Smith. Was the best quarterback to play in the NFL from Ohio State. And he, he won Heisman. That's, that's that's pretty bad. It's like Terrell Pryor. He was he was great with Ohio State. He Got in the league and had to play wide receiver. Yeah. Then you had um, the guy. What's the what's the other guy? Wayne Haskins. What well, Wayne Haskins didn't work out. I'm talking about the the other quarterback that had to change to wide receiver, Braxton Miller. He played QB, got hurt, came back, had to give his job up to JT Barrett and Cardell Jones. Cardell back up. The, had the best three games of 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 any quarterback and got him drafted. Bobby Hoyan. Like these are some be- Mike Tomczak is probably your answer. And that dude threw 106 interceptions. What's the analyst? Didn't touchdowns. the analyst play quarterback at Ohio State? Um Mike Tomczak is probably your answer, and he because he played for a while, but he was a bad quarterback. He threw for 
over 16,000 yards. No other quarterback came close to even throwing. He's on down. game day. Kurt, uh, Kurt, Kurt Herbstreet? No, he was, a, he was a backup at Ohio State. Oh, okay. Yeah, he didn't, even, he didn't even start at Ohio State. Uh, he's, he's top five. <laughs> Mike, Mike Tomczak was an undrafted free agent, and he had the most success of every Ohio State quarterback ever in the pros. He, and uh, he threw 88 touchdowns and 106 interceptions. <sighs> That's your best. Him, that's your best that one. Balls. And he was a UDFA, bro. This is the '80s and '90s, and he spent time with Ditka <laughs> and a little bit in Pittsburgh. So he was in a defense run oriented. But when you had to throw it, ooh, that. But he was the best one, and he wasn't. He wasn't even like a draft pick. That's bad. And see, that's why the, the Ohio State quarterback lineage. Now that doesn't mean it. Justin Alabama Fields, was just as bad too, though. Well, they at least have Joe Namath. Granted, it's a long time ago, but they at least have Namath. They at least have. But that's one we'll out see, of. We'll see what happens with Tua. We'll see what happens with Mac Jones. We'll see what happens with Justin Fields. It's not like these two schools have had a lot of first-round picks over the years either. Like, a lot of their quarterbacks were... McCarron, he was like a third or fourth-round pick. He wasn't a first-round pick. So, it's not... My point is, like, it's true, but you also haven't had these high draft picks or guys that are like, oh, this guy's elite at this position. Well, I can't speak to Ohio State because I don't know, but I know Bama... Their entire uh, mantra has changed over the years. Because if you used to think, uh, let's say, Ingram, Alabama, offensive line, linebackers, defense line, we, we pound in the football. Now Alabama's kind of wide receiver you. <laughs> kind of finesse. It's kind of more of a finesse team. They ain't ground and pound how they use how they was how we have known right. them. It, it's 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 just the league. You're right. The league's changed, and now it's now the college game is changing. So you'll probably see more of these for Bama. They had Namath, they had Kenny Stabler, they had Bart Starr. So, but these are all guys that played in the '60s. Yeah, like it's a long time ago. Well, Bart Starr even he may probably had Bama even before that. And but but we could say that Bama wasn't trying to openly recruit the best quarterbacks no, in the nation. No. It, so it's just it's <laughs> the way the college game is changing now too. Maybe you see the trend change because yeah, to uh, maybe Mac Jones goes early tonight. Maybe Justin Fields is a first rounder. Dwayne Haskins was a first rounder. But that's you know Dan's, you got a second rounder. Well, technically he's he is an Alabama quarterback, but he played Alabama. Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah Hurts, yeah. Tua, but like, and Mac that's Jones. Like, that's would be like NC State when they claim Russell Wilson. It's like yeah, come on. Yeah, but he ain't win a he ain't win a championship with him. No, I mean, no, like he, but I, his, that's why I count. his best year was was like he left because Wisconsin was like. It's like Ohio State being like, that's our Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. All right, uh, Jay's back for a quick win, and then we're going to take a break. Welcome in, dude. What's up? Uh, don't forget Kenny Stabler. I know you mentioned his yeah, name I, earlier. We, with we, 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 yeah, no, we just I just said uh, Stabler and Bart Starr and Joe Namath. But oh, the okay, point I'm is, sorry, you gotta, it's definitely. all good. you got to go back to you go back a long Pre-history. Yeah. <laughs> Norm, uh, Norm wasn't even... He wasn't even swimming. I mean, it was a long Big way. Big Norm wasn't even swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Norm Sr. wasn't even swimming. Oh, snap. I'm about to say, I don't think his dad was swimming. No, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, let me, let me stop talking about swimming. All right. All right have a good one. Have a good one. We're not bringing up Cromartie or Phillip Rivers. I'm not going to do it. We're going to take a timeout. You know, it was a joke. Of, talk, now he's talking about Phillip Rivers. Uh, journalists saw him at the mall with all his kids and thought he was doing a book signing or something. It was just him with his kids. 
tweeted a picture of him. I believe him. <laughs> enjoying retirement. He's enjoying retirement. Dude. That's <laughs> one way of putting it. Man. Man. Get get, get Philip Rivers and Kurt Warner together, like with all their kids, and you've got And Antonio Camardi. You better, you better, oh, you better have a you better not not even a compound. You better have a city. You got King, I ain't feeding all them kids. Yes, ESPN 1420. All right, top 10 players at NFL merchandise sales from the last league year. We'll reveal it. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420.com. ESPN1420.com. You want to read um, and get a whole rundown of the top 10 players of merchandise sales from last league year. We've got it up for you. All that and more at ESPN1420.com in the app. All right, Norm, number one on the list. He was number two last year. He was number. He was on a new team this year. Pretty obvious. Number one. Number 12. Avocado. Tom Brady was one. Mahomes, who was two last year, as well, who was one last year, was number two in jersey sales. Number three last year was number three again this year. Former league MVP, very young. I think he's 24 now. Former, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. No, no, but no. you, two no, was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, number three. Former MVP. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Lamar. Lamar. Lamar uh, Jackson. No, he hasn't won an MVP. He won the that. league MVP? Yeah, I'm talking Russell Wilson. I'm like, he ain't win no MVP. Number four is Tua, which surprises some, and then you remember where he's originally from, Hawaii. Number five, A.A. Ron. All right, number six, only rookie on the list. Justin Hibbert. Joe Burrow. Oh, good. I mean, the Chargers don't have the L.A. Chargers anyway. Don't have a lot of fans. A Bengal at number six, though. But um, I don't know. He's an Ohio native playing in that state. I mean, he took over the the, the nation. He yeah. won the nation. Number seven is Russell Wilson, who was not on the list last year. If he were to be traded somewhere, do you think he'd be even higher? I think he would have been higher because you would have got people that new fan base got a go and go get all those jerseys. So if he would have got traded to the Bears, you would have had a oh, nation dude. of people that would have had to go buy Surprisingly, jerseys. Surprisingly, Chicago usually has someone on the list every year. This year they did not. Like last year, Khalil Mack was on it. This year they didn't. And I know this year was odd. You know, I would I would venture to say that the probably all the merch sales were online. Yeah. Um, number eight, and this is all NFL licensed merchandise, not just jerseys, but anything that has player likeness. Number eight is one of two non-quarterbacks on the list. He was number nine last year, this guy. He's number eight this year. And he missed time last year, and the team wasn't good. He this, missed guy's, time. this guy's ultra popular. Missed time, and the team wasn't good. You probably won't get it. 
George Kittle. Wow. Number nine amongst every player last season moves up to number eight, despite the fact that the Niners didn't have the on-field success and he missed time with an injury. He's just got like a... Niners buy a lot of merch, their fan base, and he's just... His popularity is undeniable. Yeah, no, I mean... He's got that kind of wrestler swagger, (laughs) like just... WWE swag. He's good too, man. Nah, he's really good. All right, number number nine, a guy that you regrettably grew to admire and respect. Who? Quarterback of a contending team. Rocket arm. Great fan base. Josh Allen. I've definitely grown to respect. He enters the chat room. He was not he has never been on the top ten list. He is now. No, he if if Josh could bring the first ever Super Bowl to the Bills, he don't have to do nothing else. He will be forever put on a pedestal by the Bills. He I think that would change their entire organization for years to come. And like I say, they probably will make a chicken wing after him, the Josh Allen. Oh, they are there already are Buffalo Wings named after him. But it would be the uh, the state the state national statewide. <laughs> New York State. Everywhere except New York everywhere. City. The rest of New York. You could get the Buffalo Josh Allen wing at any wing place in Buffalo. Get you moving. Strengthen your arms. Strength. Load it with creatine. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott comes in at uh, at number 10. Zeke going to have a better year this year. He's going to have a bounce back. He has been on the list every year. And uh, I'll say this. The fact that a Cowboy it's only one and they barely made the top 10. Pretty surprising. That's new territory. Maybe it'll change next season when folks are, you know, back to buying more stuff from the strictly. But I, I I would have predicted Elliott to be higher on the list because he's with the – like last year, Dak and Elliott were both – I mean, Dak was like third. Yeah. They were both high on the list. I think Elliott was fifth. This year just barely sneaks into the it's top It's okay. 10. The PR going to start rolling. Roll of the Super Bowl starts today, 7 o'clock, man. ESPN 1420. Got an email from Dave with a rundown of colleges with the most Super Bowl starting quarterbacks. Appreciate that, Dave. Cal has five that started in Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers. And one with a win. Now, Bama is three, but Bart Stark can't yes, say it. Yes, that's OG. Purdue is three with three Super Bowl wins. Uh, Notre Dame's got a bunch. There's, there's an interesting list. Interesting list here. Um, Shout the kill. They always say I've always heard even from like want you a California quarterback. I don't know why. It's just I've heard that all my life. You get you a quarterback out of California. Never heard of that. Don't go anywhere. Steve Pelicans next with Beyond the Game. Norman has the afternoon lock in today. He and Lynn in studio tonight for the live stream covering the draft. We'll be airing the draft tonight and tomorrow night on our airwaves. Happy draft day, everybody. I'm going to be gone for a couple days. Top will fill in for me tomorrow. Talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the draft. ESPN1420 and .com.